And we are live. So this is the first episode of the Southwest Muscle Podcast. And we have our first guest as well with us today, Reese, which we'll introduce in just a second. So we have myself, Louis, he's one of the hosts, and we also have Jared, and we'll be giving you weekly updates with a lovely guest on the show. Jared, do you want to ask us why we're doing this? Yeah, so Louis, what's our plans for the future of this then? What's our, our goals of this? So I guess most of it is just to kind of have a bit of a laugh and like get to know people a bit better. But what we've, uh, we've been chatting over for the last few weeks is that there seems to be not a lot of like exposure to like bodybuilding athletes in the southwest area and when we're like up north like if you compare to up north they live and breathe bodybuilding they have so much exposure they have youtube channels they have podcasts and having all this exposure means they get more followers i feel like they get more like more chances to get sponsorship and i just feel like we really need to like showcase our athletes a lot more and with that there'll be more followers more chance for sponsorship and hopefully that will grow the bodybuilding community down here and then with that we can potentially even have more shows and just um, also, I like a natter, don't you, boys? <laughs> I love a little chat. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, mate. You got it. That's what it's about. That's it. That's so, it. Um, without further ado, our first guest on the show that we'd like to uh, give a very, very warm welcome to is Reese. We're not even going to say your second name. I'll get. I'll get you to pronounce. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Reese Kiffin. So there we go. That's it. It's Reese Kiffin, go, not Kiffin. Kiffin. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Reece, That's it, you, really. I'm Reese Kiffin. That's about it. Go on, Reese. Give us a little bit more information. About Tell us you. about you, mate. Go on. What you, uh, yeah, so, what, what you're all about, basically. Tash, which is in Cornwall, currently uh, moving to Plymouth, so I won't actually be too much in the southwest um, as we carry on. But yes, yeah, so I'm PT. I've been training for about eight years now, PT and online coach. Um, been doing that for about two years just over two years now so yeah mate, it's going well it's going well um, and it's like you say it's nice to get on the podcast and have a little chat about bodybuilding training um and so like i say share some knowledge all of us um and, and get more awareness down in the area definitely because i think we do need it as you said yourself at the start yeah 100 percent. absolutely what first got you into bodybuilding then reese what was the main thing that got you into the sport that what did it... it's that's the thing so I started training pretty young. I started when I was about 14 years old. And obviously at the start, yeah. it wasn't, I wasn't going, right, I want to be a bodybuilder. Um, I played yeah. a lot of football, played a lot of rugby. So it was just want to get stronger, put on a bit of size, obviously look good. Cause obviously when you're that age, it's all about looking good and whatever. So that was the goal. Um, was that your, was that yourself like bring you into that? Or was it like your family quite involved with getting you into sport? Family is always, always played sport themselves everyone in my family's always done a sport um so i guess you could say they got me into sport but when it comes to weight training it was literally mates um at school one of my mates he had an older brother and he was like that cool older brother that like taught him swear words so he'd be coming into school going oh really fuck you and i'm like what's fuck you <laughs> and um yeah so we were walking home from school one day and he like opened his garage up and he had this like um cable pulley a little bench press and stuff so we were like oh right cool let's have a little play around and then just started from there, really. He got a gym membership, so I got one. Um, and yeah, the rest is history, right? Really. Um, but yeah, bodybuilding started probably at about 17, maybe 16. Um, a, a, a few people just saying, I think you've got a good physique. I think you, you could go quite far if you wanted to take it seriously. So I, obviously, flicks in your head. 
Uh, we started watching people on YouTube and whatnot. Christian Guzman was a massive one for me, to be fair. I don't know if you yeah. know Christian Guzman. Yeah. Yeah. He was a massive one for me when I was younger. Um, and then, as you said, it, it just goes from there, really. I think once you start, you can't, you can't really stop, can you? Yeah. That's it, yeah. Did you start <laughs> taking training serious from that period then? Um, I've... Not serious, I've always but like, been... more, like more structure to it, a bit more... Yeah, definitely from that point onwards, yeah, I kind of plan my workouts, that kind of stuff. But I've always been pretty serious anyway because I really enjoyed my football when I was younger. So anything mm. that kind of helped to benefit that, I was pretty serious about it. Um, but yeah, it's like you say, going into the bodybuilding world, um, as you know yourselves, it's all about uh, structuring your nutrition, structuring your training. Um, but it's one of those things that when you're younger, you're like, oh, I don't need to do that. And then no, when yeah. you do, you go, shit, I did need to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from... But I say that, 17 it was serious I turned 18 I was going out on the piss three four days a week I wasn't even at uni I was just working three days a week I'd go out those nights because I'd have a day off the next day so I was pissing it up pretty much for a year straight um and then I spoke to my coach about competing obviously I hadn't thought about it um before that I spoke to a coach about competing and we had a little chat and then literally from that conversation I was like right I need to stop drinking so much and stop doing all this stupid shit and then it, it got serious from that point, really. So 18, I, I would have said. Yeah. So when you started at 18, Reese, what what was your first competition? When was that? So you started at 18 properly. When did you yeah, first so, start a competition? Yeah, so my first comp, what well, I was actually 19. Um, spoke about competing when I was 18. Turned 19 in September, competed the next April. So that competition, the first one was a UK UP show, UK Ultimate Physiques. Um, where was that show? That was, where was that? I, I think it was just their Southern show. Um, it, was, it was a bit of a track away. Um, but yeah, that went really well. Won that show. Had a, ne- a different show the next weekend, a PCA show. Won was that, that show as well. The, was that a teens category or was that in the juniors or? Yeah, that was junior. So juniors 23 and under in, yeah. in both the federations. Um, so yeah, 23 and under. Won both those shows, which was mate the best feeling ever it's literally on cloud nine even being on stage for the first time i remember my bottom lip was going like nothing and i was like shit all these lights on me i'm like can they see my bottom lip wobbling up and down um, <laughs> do you want to um do you want to describe that to people like that first experience that you had like is yeah, could on. anything prepare you for that or could you see the audience when you were doing it like yeah so I, i'm one of these people as i kind of said beforehand i've I played football. I was quite a good little player back in the day. And I always quite liked people coming to watch. So I thought, stepping on the bodybuilding show, I quite like that whole, uh, everyone's looking, everyone's watching, which don't get me wrong, you do. That's a really massive part of it. Um, but yeah, when I first walked out, I remember my coach saying to me, he said, walk out, don't look at the stage until you hit your, you, you, don't look at the audience until you hit your first pose. So I walked out, straight line, did not look, obviously crowds over here. Look and hit that first pose, and I was like, "Shit, those lights are bright." You cannot <laughs> see anything, man. Cannot see anything, but you just know that people are watching you, and it is it's a really nerve-wracking feeling. Um, but I'll tell you what, it's it's one of the best feelings in the world, just getting on there, showcasing the hard work, um, especially when you know you've put the work in as well, and you know you look good. Um, I think it's it's that feeling of yeah, I've done well. Here. Even if you don't fucking win, like don't get me wrong, I I did the finals at the end, and I was nowhere near the standard of these PCA guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus, still that same feeling just goes through you and you're like, yeah, this is a good feeling. Good, that's, that's cool, that's cool. Yeah. 
So um, on from that then. So talk, tell us through after that then, competing wise. Yeah. So as I said, I did um, I did those first two shows um, in April at the start of the year. So I did two preps in one year, and I did five shows, which was 2019. Did those first two shows, had like a a bit of chill time, didn't massively rebound after the shows. I was just like, you know, what? I'm just gonna chill for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, knowing that I had those shows later on in the year. Um, enjoyed my summer to be fair had a couple of festivals I quite like going out um, going to festivals and whatnot enjoying enjoying my time um, back onto prep end of August 2019 um, and if I'm being honest with you my, my head wasn't in it I didn't tell my coach this because I was shitting myself but I was yeah. like my head wasn't in it but I remembered how good I felt when I stepped on the stage that first time and I was like right I know I've got to do it I want to do it but I just need to get my head in the right place. So after like two weeks of being back on prep, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm smashing this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to kill it. Um, so what was it? I think the first show I did was the PCA finals. Um, and as I previously said, the standard of the PCA, of the PCA lot was absolutely insane. Um, they all look top class. Most of them look like they're already fucking pro athletes. Um, yeah. So I kind of saw them backstage and I was like, look, it's one of those things where you, you don't compare yourself to others. You don't do it for that reason. Um, but yeah, that show I got wiped the floor with basically, but it was still great nonetheless. Well, I'm guessing you're up against what, like assisted athletes in this against this, or yes, is yeah, it yeah. non-tested th- is it? It's non-tested. I think pretty much all of them, besides one or two of them, um, were unassisted. I wasn't assisted myself, um, and probably don't think I'll go down that route. Um, but yeah, you know that you like before, like. Were you naive to think that you would go, were going against people that are assisted, or did you know that you would be going against people assisted? Yeah, I knew I would. I knew I would. I mean, I've kind of been in the game for long enough to understand that people do it. After the first two shows as well, people were doing it. Um, and you can tell, if, if that makes sense. I yeah, mean, yeah. if you've been 100%. in the game long enough, you do, you can tell. Can't you? Yeah, there's, there's clear yeah. sizes, isn't it? There is giveaways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, so, um, sorry, I'm sorry, Reese. That's right. Right. I'm men's physique. I'm not a bodybuilder. So at the end of the day, it's not all about it's all about size for me. But I do want to make that jump up at some point. But like you say, it's just it's just getting that mass on in it. Yeah, definitely. Would um you say about to making that next jump, would you would you change classes at all? Would you move up? Or? Uh, uh, mate, it, it's such a hard one because I do I don't think my body and my physique is built for bodybuilding at all. I've I've always been really, really skinny. I don't, I don't know about you two, but I've always mm. been really, really skinny, um, tiny waist, tiny joints. So I'm never going to be one of these mass monster freaks. Mm. But as we know, it's not all about size. It's not at all, mate. Whatnot, but... Well, let's just look at Bob Waterhouse. He won um, one last yeah, summer. Mate. He was a natty. He, he won insane. a two's bros, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, is he uh, natty, is he? Yeah, Bob yeah, Waterhouse is natty. Um, Bob Waterhouse is the one that got the IFBB Pro card, didn't he, Louis? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as a natural, he was the first one, didn't he? Yeah, he. He looks insane. Funny enough, I actually was coached by him for like about a month. Nice, Um, a month. Yeah, it just wasn't. (laughs) Like no offense to Bob, like at all. I think he's like a fantastic physique, and he's like obviously world class. And what he does works for him, but. I got it just wasn't working for me at the time like I got put on a very generic uh like 
I don't want to be rude here at all, but it was a very generic program and it was like a set meal plan where I was eating like steak and beef three times a day, mate. And I just couldn't, I just couldn't, it wasn't working for me. Um, Nah, nah. So, but but for every, but like for some people that might work, but for for me, it wasn't working. And mate, at, at the end of it, I was getting to the point where I nearly cried in a session because I was not liking training anymore. And really? The biggest wow. thing for me is it's always about loving training. That's always what it's going to be mm. about. And that's yeah, what got us all into it. And that's what keeps you in it. And I think if you Definitely. lose the love of training, then you've got something wrong. Like there is, like, especially as I've been in it for so like I've been involved, like had such an influence of bodybuilding in my life. I thought this is something wrong here. I'm hating this. Um, yeah. 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 So I, so I made the switch, but yeah, yeah like you obviously natty wise you can you can do well like there is genetic freaks out there but i would definitely say you have a very good physique for your category or men's physique yeah absolutely like yeah, the shoulders and, and the slim waist and it's you, you need well you just you see like josh bridgman now and like you know all these um and brightman and how big they are getting in physique and they're yeah, not even man. going into classic yet do you know what i mean it's, it's crazy yeah mate I- I have this conversation on probably a weekly basis with a few people, but it it's hard because you can't say it frustrates you because that's the way the industry's going. But mate, they're just bodybuilders in board shorts. Like, come on. <laughs> I, um, Josh Bridgman looks insane, doesn't he? Josh at the moment. Yeah, He's yeah, just yeah. Looking mental. I, 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 do think, um, I do think the borders are getting stretched a bit too much with it um and it's yeah, making it definitely. almost i think men's physique is going to have an issue at some point of like how far it yeah. can go um but then could you not say men's physique everyone's got to stay natural it's an athletic look um it's a downsized look we're not trying to be mass monsters we're not trying to be bodybuilders if you want to do if that's what you want to do do it be a bodybuilder be a classic mm-hmm. physique competitor if you want to be a men's physique competitor be a men's physique competitor don't be a bodybuilder do you know what i mean would you um to counter that would you go to like more just stay on the natural shows like go with the uk dfb or something like that or Mm. that's the thing because i definitely do want to do a natural show just to see the standard but Mm -hmm. i think we all know the standard isn't quite the same as an untested show for obvious reasons absolutely um but they just don't get as much recognition like we got guys like uh Keithy West, I don't know if you guys follow him. Yeah, Chris, yeah. yeah. Animal. Mate, yeah, absolute, absolute nutter. Like, but There's something in his water, the mate. There is something in there. Keith <laughs> the just put in seven it. plates, isn't he? <laughs> oh, mate, he's a nutter, man. Yeah, he's a nutter. You know what? He um, he just doesn't even do like, deal- like proper deloads or anything either. No, he doesn't do anything, does he? He like, mate, he I'll just... tell you what. I've, he hardly takes a rest day either, does he? No yeah, reason. he doesn't. <laughs> Go on, Reese. Anyway. I don't think I've ever done like. Yeah, sorry. I don't think I've ever done like a proper structured deload. To be fair, you have your weeks where, or at least I've had my weeks where I've gone in and gone. Yeah, I'm feeling achy. I'm feeling tired. I'd need to have a um, easier week. But I never go right. I'm gonna have a deload this week. I'm gonna. Ha- I'm only gonna work at sixty percent. Um, it's just something that I've never. I've never really done. I always could just kind of play it by ear. If I'm honest, I don't know about so, you guys. What do you do? So I'm I so there's no structured time for when I do my own ones. It's it's it basically goes on what's how I'm feeling. Like I can know I know when I need to pull back because 
obviously I'm running the gym, I'm doing this, I'm doing my coaching as well as that. And then um, I think I pick up stress quite easy, but I, I telltale signs with me, mate, is my libido, my, my sleep, and I just generally feel more anxious. Um, and for me, I, I need to take those deloads. Like I don't actually have, I think deloads aren't the be all and end all. I think maybe doing a devolume week is potentially better. Yeah. Um, and seeing how, how that runs with me. Um, and then if I'm still absolutely wiped, then maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do like a actual deload and like have three or four days off. Yeah. But I, I try to, I try to get away from that as much as possible because taking that amount of time off, it takes me a hell of a long time to get back into the swing of things. Like yeah. it takes me almost two to three weeks to get back into a rhythm again. And that's time right. wasted, mate. And bodybuilding is a time game. Like mm. we don't have a lot of time especially for me and my age, mate, like I'm now, I'm 27. Like I, I want to do my first show next year and I don't want to be wasting yeah. time all the time. I, it, and also I hate not doing anything. I can't not do anything. So uh, I don't know what about you, Jared, you, you're, you're, you're the same as me, aren't you in that? No. Yeah. I do agree with you there, Louis. Like I think the volume is the best idea. Maybe just cutting it 50% because I, I said, uh, yeah, I had five days off what end of February and I came back and like, my progression was fine until then. Then as soon as I took those five days off, I came back and just training just just went. It just went. Mm. It was just awful. But so I reckon, yeah, fifty percent, same intensity, just fifty percent volume down. I reckon. I think yeah, yeah. you. What it's is like, that? Sets or exercises? Sets normally. Sets. Yeah. I think um, it's like if you 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 almost forget the movement patterns. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you sit so mm. used to it, and then having all that time off, your body's almost like having to relearn it a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think the hardest thing to do is just nipping it in the bud like the week before. That's the the hardest thing to get just like before you push yourself over. Do you know what I mean? Before you push yourself too far, you just got to get it in before. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But it's like you say, I think once you do it for a certain amount of time, probably a year or two, you do just learn your body, don't you? And you do just know, right, I probably need a, a day or two off or as you said, yeah. devolume week or whatever. You do just learn it, don't you? On the um, on the subject of talking about like training and stuff like that, so how do you structure your training? Like, are you uh, a tip? Like, are you the following of the push pull leg situation, mm. or do you go to more of a, a bro split, or do you is it more, more specific to your your men's physique structure and stuff? And mm. yeah, so I just follow push pull legs. Um, it kind of depends. I do change it up a little bit. Um, like recently, I'll go push pull legs um i have just written out a gym plan but I've, I've actually forgotten what i wrote down but i'll do push pull legs so i'm hitting everything that i need to and then i'll go chest and calves chest is a weak point for me calves as we all probably know i don't know about you guys but a lot of people would agree that calves is a weak point we could always have I'll... more calves always yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and more chest mate. and more chest absolutely yeah um and then my last day is kind of like a freedom day um I'll probably uh, alternate it. So I might go push pull legs, chest and calves, then legs again. And then uh, the next week I might go push pull legs, chest and calves, and then back and arms or just arms. So I'll kind of swap that fifth day around depending on what I want to do, how I'm feeling, what I think needs a bit more work. Um, but so like I say, four or five weeks in a row, I might do the, the same thing every week. And then on the fifth week, I might chuck in a leg day instead of that back and arm day, if that makes sense. Yeah. So do you have like your, your training, like in like mesocycle blocks then potentially, do you know what I mean? I have a block and then go on to that, then go into the next block or something like that. Or is it just going as it goes? Yeah. I just go, 
I always give myself very, very minimum eight weeks to follow some sort of training plan. Um, just because obviously your body has to adapt to it. Mm-hmm. If you're changing your plan up every time, you don't kind of get that progressive overload or enough time to progressively overload um, efficiently, in my opinion. Um, so I kind of think having very minimum eight weeks is the best way to go. You've hit the nail on the head. Typically, now, I'll, yeah. Typically, I'll, I'll probably go a little longer. Um, but yeah, so like I said, I don't really, I, I never have blocks. I never go, right, I'm doing this for 12 weeks, then this, then this. I don't really plan that far ahead. Because mm-hmm. um, as you said, you kind of got to enjoy it all. And I feel like if I'm sat there writing everything down all the time, I'll get a bit bored. Um, but yeah, so I'd say, I'll literally, I might come to the last week or two of my block, of my block, as you want to call it. And then I'll go, right, what what exercises have I enjoyed? What And I'll look at my physique and go, what do I need to bring up? Um for me, upper chest is a massive thing for me that I need to bring up. So instead of doing flat bench, I'll do incline bench. So I'll just sit there and write them all down, look at what I've enjoyed doing, look at what I've progressed at. Um, and then, like you say, just hitting the muscle, the muscles from different angles. I do think that's really, really important. Um, rather than just doing incline on 45 degree all the time, kind of go a little higher, go a little lower, mm-hmm. play around with it. Because obviously you're picking up different fibres um, doing so. So... Yeah, I, think, I just play it by ear, to be honest. I think with a lot of people, they kind of, um, like, they'll do a back exercise, but they're just doing the same movement for, like, five yeah. sets. Like, they're just rowing it in exactly the same position the whole time. And it's like, mm. you're not actually, like, detailing your training here a little bit. And it's your body's just going to be like, oh, we're doing this again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I find it. So, yeah, I completely agree where you're going with, with that, Reese. What's, what's your sort of uh, training like style as well, Reese? Is it what's the intensity like? What's the volume like? What do you normally do? I, I, I guess you could say it's like bodybuilder style, mate. I'll just absolutely try to smash myself every every set. Uh, uh, don't get me wrong, I've done it. I think it's really good. Um, but I just really enjoy and love and think it helps me to grow better. Um, basically just going to effect it's hard to explain not to failure every no, I set agree, yeah no, I not agree, to yeah. failure every set but you, you learn how far you can kind of push yourself don't you so if i'm mm. let's say i'm doing an incline bench press or something or, or a flat bench would go with um i might do i might work up to one top set but i might do one set either side of those that is pretty much a top set so if i'm working at the moment i'll be better I've been pressing about 100, 105 for a few reps. So I might go for 100, get a set of eight, and then I'll go to 105 and do like a max out set and see how many reps I can get. And I might get mm. eight, I might get nine. And then I'll drop back down to 100 or a little bit lower and I'll, I'll do another max out set. Do you, um, so do I you do log- use- Sorry. Go on, mate, carry on. Do, do you log your training? Do you like log book it and stuff? Or do you just kind of go on like, do you have, do you know the numbers in your head? I always log book it besides a lockdown. Fair, that's fair enough. So not then I've just been playing around, enjoying it, mate. Yeah, no, that's cool. I was going to say, how how on earth do you keep on top of all that if you're not <laughs> recording it? Yeah, down? yeah, yeah. It's, it's written for me. I feel like you can, you can write it in your notes, you can update it in your notes, but that's not logging. I don't think. I think no. that's just updating. Whereas logging yeah. is having a log of it and looking back over the course of six months and going, shit, my bench has gone up um by 10 kilos and two reps or something like that i always think it's good to have a log yeah 100 yeah, i i enjoy log booking as well just like louis does but like going into the mm. gym knowing what you've got to try beat as well it's like i couldn't go into the gym about knowing what i've got to do otherwise I just that's what it is that, isn't but... it 
Do you know what? It's that like, competition tra- with yourself, isn't it? Trying to convince people to do it at first. <laughs> it's like you're teaching them to learn how to make the wheel. Like, they are so <laughs> anti it. And they're like, yeah. well, why do I need to do that? I'm not carrying a book around the gym with me. Yeah. Like, what? Why not? <laughs> It's, it's, um, it's, I think it's essential, mate. Like you said, it's a battle with yourself every week, isn't it? And like, also like, yeah. I, I, I do this. And I'm, I'm sure you do this, Jared. Like I put things like, if I've had a bad night's sleep, I'll put that in my logbook. Like if mm. my digestion's poor, I'll put that in the logbook. If, I'm, if my starting weight for that, for that day, I'll mm. put it in there because I know if I go back to that, I'm like, right, I had a really bad session last week. My digestion was all over it. I'm going to absolutely smash the fuck out of this now. Um, yeah. It yeah. just it just keeps me on it. It should be there, and like I I don't think I'll ever throw them all away. To be honest, I've got got a few stacks of them yeah. now. Yeah, your your loft will be full of them when you're older, mate. <laughs> this is it. What's this, son? It's like when you yeah. It's like when you're younger, you go up into the attic. You're like, whoa, what's all these chairs and yeah? Instead of porno mags, it's just going to be log books. <laughs> <It's> log books. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so you funny. Just touch quickly, Reese. On you just said log. Uh, about lockdown then so um obviously it's a big topic how how has it been for yourself have you what utensils have you had have you in, have you enjoyed it or have you found it a real struggle um so in terms of my training do you mean or just general life or what so just... like general life and then training as well as and then afterwards, okay yeah. so yeah so general life wise i mean i think we're all kind of in the same boat where it's not the ideal situation, but you have to adapt to it. You, you know, it's the law at the end of the day. You kind of have to deal with it. Um, mental, m- mentally, I've not been too fucked by it. If anything, it's just stressed me a little more. Because um, obviously, I'm an online coach, as I've said. A lot of people don't want to be training or want to be coached in a time like this because money's low or whatever. Um, obviously, that affects us in the coaching industry. Yeah. Um, so in terms of work, I've probably been working more than ever for the smallest reward. Um, yeah. But there's positives. I'm, I do feel like I'm quite a positive thinker. So there's always positives you can take away from it. Um, it's not going, fuck me, I've worked all this and I've only earned this much. Because at the end of the day, it's not about that. It's, fuck me, I've worked all of this in lockdown and I've mm-hmm. still managed to keep my business afloat. Like, wow hats off to myself kind of thing yeah um and so i say it just kind of builds up that resilience and shows you what you're capable of no matter what kind of situation you get thrown in um so there's definitely positives um training wise as i said it's been good most of my numbers have been going up still i've i'm quite lucky um you can see now i'm down i'm in a room but this is actually an annex in a back garden and literally through next door to me is literally a home gym so mm-hmm. What, what sort um, of kit yeah. have you got available to you, Reese? What sort of kit have you got available to you? So, dumbbells, adjustable dumbbells, adjustable barbells, a little bench, pull-up bar, and that's pretty much it. To be fair, it's, it's all just been free weight stuff. I've been loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've been loving it. Yeah, so and good. this is another thing as well. I'm taking this into the gym. Like I've said to a lot of my clients as well that. I will be keeping pretty much all the training plans free weights and I'll give you a little bit of freedom at the end of your session to chuck in a machine or two at the end um, because you can make amazing progress with free weights and I do feel like if you can um, adapt to free weights and use them effectively then your physique is going to uh, grow a lot more than if you're to just to sit on machines. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you look, even if you, like we talked about with Keithy earlier, 
what like he has very limited material and look at the absolute size yeah. of him. Like in he the was, basics, yeah, just those basics to me. Basics do yeah, work. That's what it's about. We're kind of um, I do think we're almost um, we're almost spoiled a little bit uh, with it. Mm. Like before, like lockdown and stuff like that. And I think people don't realize that you know you do need to at the start of your training learn those basic and those fundamentals. Get very very good at them and then transfer those across onto like a a row your seated row or whatever or yeah your pec machine or whatever you know what i mean yeah at the end of the day i think they should be used as accessories i don't get me wrong as you said i think we are spoiled with them in the gym i work at uh the gym group gym um pretty much every single bit of equipment you can ask for is in there but you don't need it all they should be used i kind of think it now i kind of think of it now as a supplement you don't need your supplements like your protein powders, your creatine, whatever. You don't need it, but it's a really good tool to use to kind of take it that next step further. So I might do my bent over rows, my deadlifts, my pull-ups. Then to finish my back off, I might do a chest-supported row because it's just fully isolated my back. Um, so, yeah. So are you more into using the basics then, Reese? than like machines? Would you take so like barbell squat over a pendulum or a hack? Or 100%, mate, 100%. I love squatting. <laughs> yeah <laughs> see I, I enjoy squat well I don't mind squatting but for me if I'm going to hit my quads I'd, I'd take a pendulum and a hack for myself just because I can mm. I can just totally isolate my quads more yeah yeah sure I'm quite <laughs> mate I'm a, I'm a little machine whore to be honest <laughs> yeah, same that's a... <laughs> um, that's, I think that's because I think it's because I'm like now like, I'm a gym owner yeah. like, I buy those bits <laughs> and I'm like obsessed with the kit yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. We just got a little um, reward from Zoom saying we've got rid of our 40 I was going to say, I just got that then. I didn't know if you changed him in then. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Obviously, the podcast is going down a treat. So, yeah, they want more. They want more. <laughs> so, um, no, for me, Reese, like, I'm I'm a horrendous squatter. I'm not going to lie. Like, I just, don't, yeah. I just don't get on with the movement pattern very well. I've got quite, I'm quite, I'm like six foot one. Um, not saying that, like, mm. tall people can't squat um but it's not ideal for me and i just don't get a lot out of it i use a lot of my glutes and a lot more yeah a lot of glute work from it and so it doesn't really target my quads so for me then yeah, i yeah. have to use a hack or a, or a pendulum like i'll be honest mate my legs are as jared knows are like my very weak point um, yeah yeah i had like two knee operations when i was younger so and from like rugby rugby injuries so sure. um it's just trying to get back to so for me personally a pendulum and a, and, a, and a hack just isolates it and i get on better as well and also like with my knees as well it just feels better for me so mm. what i was kind of going to say as well is kind of on this topic as well as on the topic when we we're talking about um my training was what i like to do as well is kind of circulate things out that are similar movement so i might do i might be squatting for eight weeks and then i might swap that out for a leg press Mm-hmm. just because it's a similar movement but it's obviously just going to hit you in a slightly different way um so don't get me wrong i i love machines as well but as you say it's just because of lockdown um i've kind of gone do you know what i'm just going to stick to free weights um and just see how it benefits me mate and the thing is mate like at the end of the day once you've had your run with it with that and you've got bored of it then you've got everything exactly. to play with haven't you mm. yeah so... exactly and you're not going to be busy fucking waiting for everyone's machines, are you? At the <laughs> open. Yeah, it's because I'm going to put all my clients on on freeway. It's not going to be using all the machines out there. 
Yeah, so if you're in the gym, <laughs> I wasn't you're going to the barbell. <laughs> and you see people squatting and stuff, and you know they're recent science, all right? <laughs> yeah, all, you gotta yeah. is, all you got to do is look at Keithy West. The oh, bench and deadlift, didn't he? So it, obviously yeah. basics work at the end of the day. 100%, 100%. So with this then, obviously, like your business going well and stuff, do you think you'll miss lockdown in a way? Um, like, do you like, because obviously like now you're going to go back to PTing on the floor and stuff. Um, yeah. Like, for me personally, I see that as like, whoa, that's so many steps and all that. And, uh, yeah. Me, like, and all that. So how do you, yeah. how do you cope with that? And then, like I said, would you miss Pete? Will you miss the lockdown in a way for that? Yeah. So I'm, I'll, I'll definitely miss lockdown because I've had a, a, a lot of time and I've put a lot of that time into the business itself and improved my service, especially online, obviously. Um, so that's where a lot of my focus has been. Um, but as you said about the steps, um, I did say earlier about I've always been really skinny, I've always been really lean. Mm. So I'm, I'm one of those typical like hard gainers, can't put on or, or finds it hard to put on body fat. So I'm there in the gym working, eating about 4,000 calories a day, training hard. But I'm literally maintaining, if not losing weight. Whereas lockdown, I've been smashing the calories in, sat on my ass pretty much all day. Besides when I go and train, and, and I might go for a walk. I might go for a walk a couple of times a week. Um, and mate, I've been putting weight on. I've been absolutely loving it. So in terms of my progress um, and actually gaining size and gaining muscle, has been more effective in lockdown because I haven't had to do as many steps. Totally. But right. yeah. But I miss PT and I miss seeing people. I miss talking to people. I miss the whole social side of actually going to the gym and I do love my job. I do love PT. So um, like you said, it's finding that balance, isn't it? I think if like we could PT, because like, I'm, I'm in so similar position with you, mate, I find like I'm nearly doing like 20,000, I'm not doing 20,000 yeah. steps a day. Um, mm. And it, it, it just kills me to be honest. Like you said, I find it hard to gain weight because of that. If we could just be on a wheelchair and just going around. Mate, we're going to have to. It'd be perfect, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, mate. I, I, I think <laughs> I think that might be the next step. I'll try not to break a laugh then. <laughs> get the get the I gym group to get you some wheelchairs, some personalised wheelchairs. Why um, don't we sack that off and make that ourselves? The Southwest and, and Muscle Podcast uh, wheelchairs. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Imagine, I like mate. Imagine. Oh, that's. A, I need to have huge arms as well. Yeah, there you go, mate. <laughs> a few triceps. <laughs> Hating that right now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go on no, yeah, Express and start ordering some wheelchairs then, yeah? This is it, this is it. Yeah, yeah. that's it, mate. Get down there. <laughs> so I remember you saying, Louis, you did, uh, was it like 22,000 steps the other week and your leg day just went to tits the next day, hey, didn't it? It was horrendous. Mm. I did, yeah, don't do not do loads of steps and then try and do a savage leg day the next day. It just doesn't doesn't work. It takes yeah. away. Um, and I think that's the issue. So I, I've I've said to myself now, like Louis, you just need to sit down. Like you, like that's you're it. in a gaining phase now. You need to have your steps to a maximum of twelve thousand. Um, mm. But I, I like, like you said, the social aspects of PTing, and then you see someone in the gym, you go and say hello to them, and you, mm. it's. I don't, I can't believe how many steps you can do on the on the floor on the gym floor. I find it absolutely mind boggling. As well, it's it's not just steps. It's if my clients here, I'll go. Oh shit, two sets. Well, I'll go and grab those dumbbells for you, and I'll walk across the gym and get them the two and get them the dumbbells, and I'll bring them back, and then I'm like, right, I'm gonna load your bar for you. I'm moving twenty kilo plates onto the bar all the time. So it's 
it's, it's your knee at the end of the day, isn't it? It's all these small movements. How do you um, um, build up? If you have a competition, then would you would you take a back 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 seat from the PTing potentially? That's, that's a hard question because I've not been in that situation just yet. Um, I did compete kind of as I started work in the gym, um, but I wasn't very busy at the time because I was just starting. So um, it's a hard one. It's a bridge I'll have to cross when I get there because I don't know if you guys have like prepped yourselves or done like a trial prep or anything. Um, but yeah, you turn into a right aggy little bastard as well. And I wouldn't want to be shouting at my class. I, I just had a mini cut and I, I just literally yeah. was like the last four weeks, I was just miserable. Honestly, like I, I dread to think what it's going to be like when I prep. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, it is those last four weeks though that it really starts grinding your gears. So it's like you say, even up until that point, you, or it's just cutting the, cutting the hours down, or I don't know. It's just it's finding that balance once again, isn't it? And I guess you don't know until you do it, unless you do like all your clients potentially in the AM. And yeah. Say like right everyone's got to be done by 12 p.m and then for you that's just chill time or train time and that's it that's the only way i can maybe get a, get around that potentially but but obviously pt mate like you're there only hour aren't you you know it's it's a tricky one yeah yeah it, it is a tricky one but at the end of the day it's it's one of those where it's that work-life balance isn't it and um if it's a hobby if if it's something that you want to do and you put your all into it then i'm sure especially if it's related to your job i'm sure your clients aren't going to think you're a dickhead for stopping yes. <laughs> or, or cutting down the pt after two weeks would you um would you go on from PTing to potentially becoming an online coach just in a full whack instead of yeah this is something i thought about over lockdown for sure so i'm definitely cutting down my pt hours um definitely cutting them down so I can keep putting the same emphasis on the online clients as I have been throughout lockdown because I do think or at least I didn't realize how important the online aspect of coaching was until I started taking it a bit more seriously over this lockdown it was literally just this lockdown as well the first one I was pretty I was still working um, but not as effectively the second lockdown was was only really a month wasn't it yeah um but yeah, this lockdown, I was like, right, I need to go on it a bit. So I did hire a mentor. Um, he's been helping me for the last couple of months. We've picked things up. Um, and as I say, I've not really learned how important it was until now. So I'm definitely putting more emphasis into the online coaching and just cutting down the PT hours. Definitely. One more before, uh, before Jared gets one in. This is my last one on that. Go on. Do you think it's important for yourself as a coach to have a coach and a mentor? Or, or coach or a mentor, basically. So, yeah. So, at the end of the day, it's... I'm investing in myself. I'm investing, just like my clients are investing in themselves hiring me, I'm investing in myself and my business hiring someone else. Um, when it comes to me hiring a coach, that was just so you... For prep, sorry. That was just so you have the second eye, takes away the stress, um, stop putting pressure on yourself and all that kind of stuff. So, that helps... A shit ton um and hiring a mentor um once again it's, it's that thing of it's just investing into yourself into your business if yeah. you care about your clients and that kind of stuff you should probably do so because there's always going to be something to learn even if you think it your mentorship was shit or whatever there's always going to be a takeaway no matter what anything you do there's a takeaway um a positive takeaway yeah 100%. um luckily mine's been really good i'm not saying it's been bad because it hasn't at all it's been amazing 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's crucial, but I think it's definitely a wise idea because um, once again, it's just getting a second eye into you, into your business and it's ideas, it's bouncing ideas off people, um, yeah. which is probably one of the main things that brings up ideas and you go, oh shit, yeah, what a good idea, I'll start implementing that or yeah. I, I think it's absolutely, I think if you want to be a good coach, to have someone to look up to uh, or, or learn from at the start, I think is very important. I think potentially you can take it into your own hands after a while, but um, yeah. it's just like when you learn a topic at school or whatever, you learn from someone above you, you learn from different people, yeah. you learn loads of, and when you're like going, writing an essay, you're learning from loads of different people the whole time. And then you're putting your own, you know, your own vice on it. So yeah. I think it, I think it's very, very important to be honest. I, it's something that I, I get for my birthday from, from the missus, I, I got a mentorship call. Um, nice. And it was just, mate, honestly, for the, I learned more in that hour than I probably learned in six months. Yeah. Because yeah, it was definitely. just no holds bar talk about absolutely everything. And I feel like it's helped me level up a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? And that's what it's all about. It's definitely. about improving yourself. So yeah, yeah definitely. I think it's sorry, Jared. I think it's that that's right. That's fine. Um, keen. He's keen. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, one more thing. I think it is that thing though of your your clients hire you to learn from you to learn what they need to do to improve themselves, their physique, whatever their goal is. If you want to level your business up, you need to do the same thing. You need to hire someone that is going to teach you because they've done it. They've in most cases they've done it. They've been there. Um, so it's only beneficial. Just like you're trying to get people to be your clients they're doing the same but it's because they're trying to help you they're not trying to take your money away yeah absolutely absolutely go yeah, on jared hit, hit us hit us with one <laughs> go on. no just what i wanted to wonder i was uh, i was stalking your old instagram race the other day and I was, oh yeah uh, looking at it and you were saying you wanted to open up a gym in abroad somewhere in a sunny country what's it what's your oh, like, yeah. aspirations with that what do you want to do with that then is that your goal for the future yeah man yeah it's definitely a goal for the future it's nothing once again it's nothing that's set in stone um but nice hot sunny place to live for sure so that's the goal opening a gym up or even PTing in a gym in a hot sunny country or coaching from a sunny country whatever I think that's the goal for a lot of people definitely for me yeah yeah it's um do you know what I've always wanted to go like I think eventually I would love to absolutely because the winters here are just ridiculous aren't they like this it can be quite quite depressing and a lot of people are now doing you know the the best thing about online coaching you you, once you've got your following and you've got your attributes to yourself you you can do it anywhere you want you really really can so why the hell wouldn't you do on a nice sunny beach in dubai or whatever do you know i mean like half of the uk bloody pissed off over there last (laughs) the last few lockdowns yeah right Yeah, but uh, I I will let you know, Reese. It's it's not all glamour having a gym. (laughs) You're mainly just a massive cleaner and uh, and a kit. Yeah, right, (laughs) mate. That's exactly what I am. As a God, yeah, as a PT um, at the gym, we've got to do shifts to make up for the PT hours on the floor. Right. Otherwise, you pay like a stupid, a stupidly high pricing rent. Mm -hmm. But literally, since COVID has come about, mate, we've literally just been cleaners. Yeah, that's literally what we are. <laughs> literally, yeah. yeah. I didn't do this job to clean equipment, man. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I think, um, I think when you think about being a PT, this is what this is what annoys me a little bit about the PT like um, sector is that people just think it is a very very glamorous job, 
and it's amazing and we have all this free time and everything like that but in reality like if you want to be good because there's a hell of a lot of bad people out there like and that's the big problem with the industry i think you know you've got to put in the fucking effort man like you've got to like expand your learning more than just your course like a standard level being a level three qualified course means fuck all it really is like you know it does yeah you can do it i'm i don't want to talk down to anyone that is but it's so i think it's almost too easy to do um and if you want to be good you need to expand that knowledge like you said like like you've done like gone and done a mentorship or you've done you've taken on taking your learning outside of the box um Mm and i i just hope that people now when they like want to become pts they know what it entails and what you need to do like it's not just an easy yeah job. yeah it, it's one of those things where like if you go out and you talk to people and, and and they ask what you do or like family friends ask what you do and you say and they go it, it's that thing of oh pt that's good money isn't it and it's like Mate, it's like any other job <laughs> in the world. If you're shit, you're, you're going to earn shit money. If you are top class, you're going to earn top class money. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's that thing of, it's not just, oh, I'm a PT, I'm going to earn fucking £30 an hour every single hour of the day. It's yeah, not thing, quite that easy. The thing is, though, fair, how much some... of that £30, like, you've got to pay for your rent, you've got to pay for your way of getting there. You're like, it's, there's so much more to it. And yeah. people don't understand that. Yeah. The thing is, there, there, there are some bad PTs that can earn a lot of money as well. That's the thing. <laughs> they somehow oh, get away with it, don't they? I don't oh, know if man. you saw my Instagram story the other day. I don't know if it'll still be on there, but it's about the Herbalife stuff. Yeah. I don't know what your guys' <laughs> opinion is on that. Just, um, I just, you know what, mate? How the hell is that still going on? Like, it's just mad, isn't it? It absolutely baffles me. Yeah, still wait, isn't on. Cristiano Ronaldo there like fucking main ambassador or something? Yeah, he's... <laughs> they, they've About, done what they've done well with that. I must admit, I must admit, mate. Right, I'll buy into it when I see Cristiano Ronaldo drinking a Herbalife shake post workout and instead of his breakfast. Mate, not a chance. Not <laughs> yeah, a chance. Not. The problem is, mate, you're though, not going to see him walk around his house drinking his her- Herbalife shake, are you? <laughs> millions of kids. No, he's not. <laughs> it's um. The thing is, mate. The problem is, is that it's not diet and nutrition is not taught at a young age. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not at the forefront of the government's ideas or like um or their main ideas and stuff. It's like Boris with the announcement the other day was like. And I'll be drinking a beer and raising my glass to people on the on the twelfth. Yeah, it's like brilliant, mate. You could have said you were going to go to the gym and get and keeping fit and healthy straight away. Like, yeah, if they teach this, if they taught that at school, then there wouldn't be a Herbalife. There wouldn't be a bloody uh, like Trisha selling Nutrafast or whatever or something down the road. (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah. It needs to be. There needs to be something more hit at a young age, so people don't have to buy into this bullshit um yeah definitely but... definitely but then oh man i think a lot of the time as well I mean, parents need to look after their kids man like how many fat kids do you see walking around the streets of liscard plymouth wherever you live how how many fat kids do you see it's not their fault yeah, it's not their fault. It's yeah, their yeah. fam. It's their mum. It's their dad going. Oh, shut up. Go and have your chocolate bar. Oh, shut yes. up. Go and have that. Go and have, right. Eat all your tea, and then you can have a chocolate bar. It's like, why don't you give him some fruit? Like reward him for eating his tea. Like I know, at the age you're like, oh yeah, chocolate. I love it. But mm. as an adult, as a parent, you should know that that's not what you should be feeding your child. And then when it grows up and it's 
overweight and obese and you know got heart disease or that's or something that's the parents fault man yeah it's, it's sort of it's what you grow up with isn't it yeah yeah it's how yeah. you grow up with as well you are a product of your environment at the end of the day aren't you massively so mm. it's it's hard what would you if you were if you could say something to parliament or like to boris or whatever what would you say needs to be done then reese the question, man. Um, I just that's quite a big one. More... I'm sorry, I've left, I've left you a big. Yeah, drop me in it there, bro. <laughs> no, no, that's not. I, I think, yourself about the Boris saying he's going to raise a glass to all this, whatever crap. More emphasis needs to be put on the health sector. All of this whole coronavirus thing has been based around if you are unhealthy, if you're overweight, you're going to get mm-hmm. impacted the most by coronavirus or whatever other flus there is out there. Exactly. Why not put more emphasis on the health sector, on gyms, on training? Why not push it? Why not advertise it instead of fucking talking about pubs all the time? People want to go to the pubs because it's fun, yeah, whatever, but it ain't good for you. Mm-hmm. The gym's just as fun if you can get into it, if you can enjoy it. I know it's not for everyone, don't get me wrong, but everyone should be doing something to help benefit themselves. It's going to help their families because they're going to be healthier and they're going to influence their family to do better things for themselves. Mate, it's a a cycle. And I think once people start, it is hard to stop when you see progress anyway. Um, But more emphasis needs to be put on it, even in schools. Um, You you would have thought with what's happened that they would have like kind of opened up a little bit, like opened their eyes a bit more to it and thought, actually, we need to really hang on, like go push this now. But it just seems like nothing's really come of it, which is... nah. It's almost like it's a celebration now, isn't it? Yeah. It is a celebration. Don't get me wrong, I'm fucking happy everything's opening again, but I don't want to go and celebrate down the pub with Janet and Jill and whoever else is elderly (laughs) and might die if I give them COVID. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like Janet and Jill. (laughs) Janet and Jill, bloody hell. That, my mum's oh, called Janet. Dude. You're not taking her yeah, out. Yeah, I was about to say. Sorry, yeah. Janet. <laughs> no, no, I won't go near your Janet. <laughs> yeah, you leave her alone, mate. All right. I meant Jared and Jill. I meant Jared. Ah, and yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Jared and Jill. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jared, did you have any couple more? I've got like one more personally. Um, did you have any more to say, Jared, at all? Yeah, I've got, I've got one more. I just wanted to. When's your next competition? Are you planning on competing again? Or Ooh. that was my one. Yeah. Ooh, oh, sorry, I mate. am. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, I am. I, I, I wasn't thinking of it at the start of the year, but now that I've kind of got the ball rolling, I do want to compete towards the end of this year. Whether it will happen or not, I don't know. Um, but I do want to. So yeah, we'll see. Would you? Are you That's gonna? Are you gonna go to a nat, like natty fed, or are you gonna That's go cool. PCA again or something? Or probably any, both. Probably any both. unlocks on this? Or That's all I'll say. Probably both. I do want to do a natty show, one hundred percent. But. Um, bit more recognition goes into the untested shows, so I'll definitely do a selection. I think. Do you know what, mate? I think the Natty Federation, I think, is is getting bigger and it is coming back it is, a bit yeah. more. So, definitely. You know, you say that like you might not get as public much publication from it. Obviously, you won't as to a PCA show and stuff. But it's definitely mm. coming up, man. And it, it'd be nice to like I to get mm. in the get on the movement and hopefully if it came more and more definitely common with people that if you were a part of that movement definitely definitely. and it's one of those things where but by publicity as well i don't mean because i want them to post a photo of me on their page it's just because um obviously if you go to a less um public show or whatever there's not gonna be as many people competing there so so there's less competition whereas these pcas these ukups 
bit more popular, so there's more competition there. Uh, but as you said yourself, you've got to join the movement to to make it move, haven't you? So. But yeah, I see where you're coming from, though, mate. Because at the end of the day, your whole the reason why not the reason why you compete, but the big benefit of why you like with competing is it gives you attraction and it it furthers yeah. your business. So if you do well at a PCA compared to if you did well at an Atty show, you're you're going to get more from that PCA show, obviously. So I completely understand where you're coming from. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. but it's like you say at the end of the day it's 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 for fun at the end of the day um so standing on the natty show i think would be just as fun as standing on uh not natty show as such yeah so um i'll do you know what i'll finish off with some light-hearted like uh well, you, go on <laughs> bit ones. all right then. Go on, um <laughs> so would you always have would you rather have always have right hang on one second <laughs> <laughs> would you rather always saying, right? have bad gas or really like or a dry mouth always have bad gas because i've got that anyway bro I mean, yeah that's what i was gonna protein, say protein man i agree <laughs> could you not just like diet. yeah but like, filter, about like and stuff like that then and you've got that gas and like <laughs> it, it happens sometimes when you squat as well doesn't it well it does yeah yeah mate yeah do you not go to the toilet before you squat? <laughs> mate, no. as soon as I take that pre-workout, I am on that toilet, mate, every like time. Yeah. Yeah, it's straight away. Can't control it. Okay. Um, <laughs> would your only mode of transport rather be a donkey or a giraffe? Or oh, giraffe. I'll go with, yeah, giraffe. Donkey yeah, giraffe, seven, definitely. Mate. Yeah, they're basic, I think. They are, yeah. <laughs> I ain't no basic, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what? All right. I can't remember how it goes, but would you rather fight one massive horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Oh, man. What is it? Duck-sized horse? Yeah, I'd yeah. get for that. What, one, wait, big wait, off wait. one big off duck? <laughs> yeah, one big duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get one big off duck, mate. How would you take him down? I was gonna say, well, they've got legs, haven't they? They they've only got sk- skinny little legs. I wouldn't go in the water if I was you. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah. He's got to come on land, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you go for you go for the big old duck, then, would you? Yeah, 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 yeah. On land, on land. Oh, I don't know. It's a clever show. I think that's clever. What about you? what about yourself, Jared? No, I'd do the same as Reese, mate. Otherwise, was it a hundred sized, hundred sized duck sized horses? No. Mm. Yeah, they'd find you, you up. It's quite, a few, it's quite a few, mate, isn't it? They'd be fast as mm. well, wouldn't they? Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't fight them off, really, could you? You get a couple of kicks. No, mate, no chance. Be... No chance. But they'd be chomping at your ankles. Yeah, you'd have to go for the big, the big freaking big duck, wouldn't you? Yeah, mate. It's like that killing that last master on like a mission, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> the boss. Yeah, the boss. <laughs> so, Reese, before uh, before we wrap this up a little bit, have you got any any questions or anything you'd like to say at all? Or, or where, where can we where can we find you on social media? Where can we find you day to day? And uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, firstly, I want to thank you for having me as your first guest on the podcast. I appreciate it. Pleasure. Um, pleasure. It's been class. It's yeah. been a great laugh. Um, socials, I'll be at PT Kiffin, 
Instagram, Facebook, um, as well. Well, we have one shout out to my clothing line as well. Yeah, go my on. My mates founded sure. it. Um, we're called Gymstinct. I've got a hoodie on at the minute. Mm-hmm. The Gymstinct. Um, like you say, we're not just a standout a standard clothing brand and um, we kind of want to get a message across that actions speak louder and uh, we want to kind of push that movement it kind of says it itself actions speak louder um another one that we kind of try to push as well is get shit done um our kind of motive is that when people put on like a chim stink jumper or chim stink tea um that we want them to get them into that mindset of right i'm going to get shit done today whether it's with your training whether it's with your business whatever it doesn't have to just be gym related although it has it in the name um yeah that's about it man i think we need to get some teas don't we jared i think we should mate we should invest in some shouldn't we absolutely, absolutely. yeah man we'll hook you up we'll hook you up we'll hook you up reese you need to come over for a session with me and jared as well at some point yeah, 100%, sure. mate. yeah. With the gym which is literally yeah, man, definitely. well this will probably air on the week so yeah be like in a couple of days so yeah oh man i cannot wait cannot wait that would be brilliant really yeah on like yeah like jared just said then honestly man thank you so much for being our first guest like we want to get we want to get some momentum with this we've got a few more guests coming on and it's just a pleasure to have you back us up with this and get it going and hopefully we can grow this podcast and get loads more guests and get you on again as well man for sure man definitely yeah i'm down for that down for that i've loved being on it guys it's great chance yeah excellent reese We'll catch you later, dude. Anyway, thank you guys for listening for our first ever podcast. Tune in for weekly updates and have a little bit of a laugh with us, guys. Thank you all. See you later.